Blog Talk Radio. Cinnamon on the brain. On Winterbrook, 
right. Um, go to www.winterbrookmedium.com. I don't even know if we're supposed to do the www.dot anymore. I mean, I know I've been doing it for 20 years, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think, you know, better safe than sorry. I'm not a computer person. I am in the process of trying to assimilate all the information about making changes to my website. So I'm, I got halfway through, and I'm still trying to figure it out because my website's just been moved and upgraded and all that good stuff. So. Don't envy you. Mm. But anyway, so I'm excited. One of the the neatest things um, that I've been able to enjoy having become a professional psychic medium is communicating with pets and bringing them through from spirit to their owners here, oftentimes to bring through great healing. Um, Many, many people actually have the same feelings of guilt when we have to, you know, put our furry friends down because of uh, end of life. So oftentimes they'll come through with some evidential um, and then just to alleviate any feelings of residual guilt. Um, and bring comfort because they're around, but they they do lots and lots of things. And I thought I would start out by <clears throat> telling a couple of stories with my pets, if that's okay. Yeah. All right, because spirit for me, um, oftentimes used my pets in order to illuminate me, um, you know, to new understandings and and new new abilities. So I've had communication with a couple of my pets. Um, I had a Bernice Mountain Dog, and he was sick from pretty much day one. He had like four surgeries before I finally lost him to cancer. But um, in the process, uh, he was on medication at one point, and it was giving him diarrhea. Now, if you know what a Burmese mountain dog is, it, he was 105 pounds. So I was out to dinner with a friend, and all of a sudden, um, I went into kind of a sleep. We were in the car, and I could hear him coming through. I, I, I blurted out what he was saying to me. It was so interesting. He was telling me what was a causing, the which medication was causing the upset stomach and residual, you know, results. Wow. Yeah, so I was, like, pretty shocked. And the same dog, um, I was sitting in a circle where you develop your mediumship, and my partner um, brought through a message. And we realized, explaining to me that the hip issue runs in the family. So it turned out she was channeling my dog that was home, and it you know, turned out that he, I found out shortly that he was going to develop hip dysplasia. That was one of the surgeries he needed. So there you go. I would have never thought. I mean, I growing up, there was that show, Mr. Ed, but I thought that was all fantasy. Um, I love that show. I really did love that show with the horse talking. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. I mean, when I was a little kid, it was cool, but I never really thought... Um, that I would have a conversation, you know, with my current dog, who you refer to as your boyfriend, Magic. He's a great purity, so he's about well, I was just going to say, pounds. don't you my boyfriend sit around and talk about me when you guys are alone? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's so funny because um, the I, he, he was a year old when I adopted him from rescue, and the first time I start brushing him, he was starting to give me a little trouble you know because I only had him a few days and I'm brushing all of a sudden I hear you aren't because he he went to like give me his mouth and I just pushed him down and I said nope I'm brushing you and all of a sudden he's like you're not afraid of me I just heard that voice and I look around I'm like oh man I got a talker so yeah he does sometimes we do tune in um 
it could have some pretty funny consequences, too. I was sleeping one night, middle of the night, and he sleeps in my room. I was half awake, and all of a sudden I hear a voice say, intruder alert. And, you know, I'm kind of groggy, but I know I heard the voice. So I automatically thought it was spirit or one of my guides telling me intruder alert. And I jumped out of bed and I yelled, magic, let's go. Somebody broke in the house. And I go charging downstairs (laughs) to find the intruder. And, you know, again, it's like 2 or 3 in the morning. And um, there was nobody down there. But he went bolting to the back so I let I opened the door to let him out because again he's a he's a big dog he's 120 pounds. Anyone after squirrel? Oh. And I said, Oh my God, he saw the squirrel because he was on you know my bed looking out the window while I was sleeping, and he's the one that came up with the thought intruder alert. Now I don't know if he used the actual <laughs> intruder, but that was the message that got into his head. He saw a squirrel in the backyard at like 2 in the morning because it can be rather illuminated in my backyard so you can actually see. And um, it was his voice that woke me up. I was so annoyed because then I got him back in. I went to bed. I had trouble falling asleep. So there are some funny situations, if you know, when, when they start to talk to you, if you're able to hear that happen. What was funny with me was I had a house fire in 2010, and at the time I had a white cat, pure white cat. His name was Rascal, and he was a rascal. And um, I lost him in the fire, so I felt so bad. And the fireman assured me that, you know, he didn't, like, burn up in a crisp. He probably passed out from smoke inhalation and didn't really suffer, which I was happy to hear. And... um, he would always come around. We'd see him, you know, I'd see him and whatever. But in 2012, um, my present black cat, Pashed, she was born in October of 2012. So one night in November, I'm walking to the front door, and I, I get, you know, like the signal, I feel something. I know somebody's beside me on the right. And I look down, and there's Rascal. He looks up at me, and he says, Mama? It's time. You need Aww. a cat. And I'm like, okay. I mean, from 2010 to 2012, I was animalless. I had no responsibilities. I was traveling. I was at my grand time. He's like, Mama, it's time. I said, okay. All right. I know. And um, my friend had told me about a husky the beginning of 2013. And I'm like, okay, I'll go down and see the husky because she says, I know you always wanted a husky. I'm like, okay. Go down to the Husky, long story short, that wasn't going to be a good fit. And um, so I say to the woman, let me see the black cats. I go, I look at the black cats, do one go round, pick out one, see how I, I resonate with it, and then doing a second go round to see the other one I had looked at, and he was asleep. But to the right of his cage were two other black cats, and one came from the back, right to the front, put her paw up like, hey, lady, look at me, look at me. I'm like, okay. Took her, took her out, whatever. She was the one. I'm like, yeah, this is the one. And I'm telling you, Rascal wanted to make sure that there were no mistakes, that he had picked the cat because Pash was born October 12th. Rascal came to me like, the first week in November or the second week in November. So he knew about her, and I'm not so sure. I, I wouldn't put it past that the two of them didn't communicate. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. So um, Actually, I can he knew about her. When you're done, he, yeah, I can confirm that with, this, with an experience I had with Magic and Wizard. Yeah, but he marked her, which was funny, because she's all black, but she has the markings that add up to a pentagram. She's got a little white spot on her neck. She's got two white spots under, you know, under each armpit, and again in each groin. I'm like, that's him. He marked her just so I'm sure I've got the right cat. So, Aww. Yeah. That's so sweet. They will. They will often lead us 
um, to our next fur baby. Because I used to kid him all the time. He used to say, you're a white cat, but you have the soul of a black cat. And he was like, of course. (laughs) when I was in the process of adopting Magic, this is the great Pyrenees who I, I after I put the, my Bernice down, because he was only three and a half with the cancer, but oh. it, was, it was already spread. They couldn't do anything. We tried one surgery. It was too late. But um, I swore, I said, I'm not getting another dog, not getting another big dog, because I already had, you know, two cats and two other dogs. Um, then I, like, decided that my middle-sized dog is getting old, and I was nervous because I wanted a big dog. One Dakota's here, my youngest daughter. So I was going to do the um, bull uh, mastiff, short-haired dog. Just go get a and horse, Winterbrook. I never heard of a great Pyrenees, and I stumbled upon them. And I just feel that magic, uh, wizard, my Bernice, was kind of like very influential for me finding this particular dog. So I put the paperwork in and um, I got approved and the dog was being shipped with a bunch of other dogs. That's the way they do them. They, they truck them up from the south and you meet them at one of the truck stops, you know, uh, to, to get your dog. So I'm driving to pick my daughter up and the, they were leaving and I was next morning I was going to have to drive to get the dog and um, my daughter was coming home from a school trip and I'm driving and all of a sudden third eye opened and I see the inside of what appears to be a trailer with um, dog crates I mean I'm just driving in the middle of school and and then what I real and I went woof (laughs) I literally said woof in the car and I said oh so I realized that the dog I was adopting probably freaked out when they were putting him in the trailer. So I called to my dead dog, a wizard, and I see him come into my third eye. And I'm like, go calm him down. <laughs> and um, the next thing I knew, you know, the, 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 the connection was severed. I went, proceeded about my business, picking my daughter up to tell her we we're going to get a new dog the next morning. And the next morning I went to pick him up. I had to go up to Fishkill. It was like a three-hour drive. And when they took him out of the trailer, I peeked my head in, and it was exactly the vision he had sent to me when he, they were putting him in, because I saw it through his eyes. So that that was kind of cool, because basically he telepathically linked with me to show me, you know, he was scared, and this is where he was. But and then my big, you know, mad uh, wizard. I just sent him down to calm him down. So that's amazing. Yeah, I've had several experiences um, with, and I, you know, I believe it's spirit's way of teaching me by using the animals, which is fine. So um, it's kind of neat. Yeah, I think that's amazing when they do that. It helps. I mean, a lot of people, when they have animals, they are, um, you know, they always say that, no more animals, I'm not going through this again. But you know what? There are so many animals who are looking for a loving home. I mean, however they came through, they came through. And, um, you know, to deny an animal love, um, it's just, it's terrible. I mean, you know, we got to go beyond being selfish and, you know, spread the love, give the love where it's needed. Oh, absolutely. And when we lose a pet, as difficult as it is, uh, the pets that we lose want nothing more than for us to get another pet. Um, exactly. they love interacting. You know, my, the Bernice was the big buddy to the Pomeranian. Um, I had gotten my daughter a Pomeranian when the Bernice was about three, okay? So it was about a little less than a year before he um, got sick and passed. And it was like big brother, little brother. You know, Pomeranian was all of like seven or eight pounds at that point. So the Pomeranian is the most frightened dog I've ever had. I feared, you know, just a very fearful little dog. Adorable, but you 
he doesn't want to go outside. He doesn't like strangers. He just starts shaking. So um, when I've had to bring him to the groomer, for example, um, he's shaking like a leaf, and then I can, I look down and I see the Bernice walking right next to me to go into the groomer because the my little the little dog is real nervous. He doesn't have his big brother, so the big brother from Spirit comes in um, and keeps you know watch over. And I since I really feel that the Bernice was the one that kind of pushed me, you know, or influenced me to find his a big dog replacement because my other dog is getting old. So she was sleeping through us coming home, and she's, you know, she's going to be 12 now. So it, she was starting to lose her hearing and lose her sight, and not, not the she needs a little backup in order to be the watchdog she once was. So a la, we got <laughs> the Great Pyrenees. <laughs> right. but, so do we well, have any I used to use Rasputin. was a kitten, and I wanted her to come up to bed with me. I used to use Rascal to kind of like herd her to, you know, come upstairs because she would get wacky. Like right before bed, she'd be zooming from one room to the other across the whole house. We have to go to bed. So like sometimes I would say, if I knew he was around, I'd say, Rascal, will you get a hold of her and herd her and tell her it's bedtime? (laughs) All of a sudden you would see her look like, they they connected. He was coming to do his duties, and she would come upstairs to me, and I knew he was behind her, literally like herding her like a sheep. Like, come on, you have to go with mommy. It's bedtime. And you know what's funny is, you know, most... she got the she got the clue. Oh yeah, and she's she sensed and saw him. I bet because most animals, not every animal, but most animals can see spirit. So, you know, it's, that's like one of the clues spirit will use. Like, let's say somebody isn't clairvoyant, but they want to know when Aunt Bertha's around. Well, if they all of a sudden see their pet looking at something that isn't there, I mean, make sure it's not a bug or something, but if they're looking like there's something there and there's not, chances are it's because, you know, your Aunt Bertha or whoever your your spirit loved one is hanging around and the pet sees them. And it's just, yeah. I had a jo- I used to have a joke too, when I would come home from work. Okay, I usually don't bring work home with me, but every once in a while I do. I did this as an attorney, right? So now I'm a psychic medium. So if I walk in the door without realizing I brought work home with me, the dogs take one look at me, and they turn and run the other direction. The cats have no problem with spirits. <laughs> <laughs> but when I see the dogs right away from me, I say, oh, crap, I brought work home. Clear. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. So, wow. it's kind of funny. It is. People be crazy. Animals be crazy, too. So, do we have any callers looking for readings? No, but you know what? There's, oh, here, 805. Yes, let's. Let's talk to 805. Hi, 805. You're on the air with Rose and Winterbrook. Hi. How are you? This is Donna. Good evening. Hi, Donna. Hi, Hi. Donna. Thanks for calling. Thank you. I didn't know if you were giving little readings today or anything like that. Or Oh, yes, yes. we are. Oh, great. Okay. Um, that sounds like you're a very clear audience. Um I, yeah, I wanted to know for relationships coming in for me. I just, I just feel I'm 62. My life doesn't have much purpose, and um, I only work. I work one day a week, and I have nobody in my life really. I don't have kids. I don't have a husband, and I'd like to meet that special, um, you know, husband. Can I ask you something first? When you started talking, yeah, sure. I sensed a cat. It is animal mm-hmm. night tonight, so the animals are around. Um, I don't have any animals. We're not allowed to have any. Where we I live. just they I sense a cat around you, though. Oh, there is a cat around me. You're right, because the fellow that was here before in the apartment two doors down has a cat. Yes, you're right. And he comes around. I see him quite a bit. Yes. All right, so he's still in the in the um, physical world then? Yes. Okay. Because I just, as soon as you started talking, I saw a cat. So I knew there was a connect, because tonight we're like two oh, minutes to cats. Minute, when I was- we had a cat, a Siamese cat. Okay, I, then I think that's where we're at because I really felt it was a spirit as opposed to oh. um, 
an energy and um, around you. And what I'm seeing, because as the cat just appeared, and I saw it licking its paw like it was cleaning itself, um, and being like now it's like kind of doing a stretch, like it has all the time in the world. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh huh. And I feel that's part of the message to you from spirit. Um, if you can, try not to be so focused on finding a husband. That's the way you asked the question. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would like it to happen, but I'm not out there pursuing men or anything like that. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, yeah. Because the other thing I, when you were asking, um, what are do you have any activities that you're doing? Well, right now I'm, I have to lose 20 pounds, so I'm in a program to lose weight. And I walk on the beach and I meditate and... Um, but how about some I, fun activities? I know, yeah. I, I that's what I, I feel like I want to tell you um, to savez foi, like enjoy life a little bit more. If there's um, any, do you like to ever attend like classes? Oh yeah, I do that occasionally. Yeah, there's a yoga class, not a yoga, but um, uh, Buddhism on Thursday night. I I attend that. And then there's uh, travel shows. I attend those. And, okay, good. Uh, I feel like I want to send you to a class where it's like a cooking class or an art type class. Um, you know what I got at the beginning when she said, "You know, I have nobody. I'm all alone. Whatever." And I was like, and my guide said, "Woohoo!" So then she could do whatever she wants, go wherever uh, she wants, and you uh, really have to take advantage of it and get yeah. out there and. Like from the the movie Anti Mame, live, live, live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, in the past the I did there. a lot of traveling. I did a lot of traveling by myself, and it was enjoyable. You know, like I went to Ireland for three months, and Italy, and Taiwan, and Turkey, and right. yeah. How about oh. single traveling? I know they do the the groups. Because I feel like I want to put you in with a group where there are some men and women as a way to meet someone with similar interest. That's, I just feel like I want to put, and you're having fun doing it, whether it's a cooking class or a, I really feel cooking class is coming stronger and stronger. Okay. Um, Do that. I can't now because I'm not really cooking. I'm eating special food uh, to a program. You have to eat their food. Very little. Okay, well, this is it, I just this type of class where you might yeah, have okay. other single people and meet them that way, but also to enjoy it because I feel like it sounds like you're working really hard to, you know, improve your health. Um, you said yeah. You have one day, but it doesn't sound like you have any silly time. I know you said you're taking the Buddha no. class, which is wonderful, and yoga is good and meditative. But what are you doing for just kind of silly fun, whether it's an art class, a cooking class, or some kind of um, a group that maybe they they meet up and they go to a movie together? Um, mm. It's one of these singles groups like that do fun activities or a fun class as a way to meet pe- gentlemen on a, at a low stress. But also mm-hmm. I think you need, like right now, you need something that you're just looking forward to do without the yeah yeah That's because true. it just sounds like you're working a bit you know even though you know losing weight is work because you you said you're all it is food. oh yeah it's, yeah and it's it's so it's like you need something to to kind of liven up just be bubbly and joyful to you and enjoy going to it not and it's not work related it's not focusing on your health you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do something you have fun with and you enjoy, not something that's like obligatory or something you have to do. Something you enjoy yeah. doing that takes you to a happy place when you're doing it. And I feel that to meet someone, you, I think what you need to be in some type of activity when you meet them, like a, yeah. whether it's a group walk at the arboretum, 
something like that as opposed to um you know a match dot com oh yeah no i don't i I tried that out once and I didn't even go meet anybody I just right. didn't so I just feel like if you look around to to see activities like that, it might um not only give you something to look forward to, regardless of the, the romance aspect, yeah, but it yeah. might get you introduced to people that might yeah. be enjoyable to get to know. Start that way, because you may decide, you know, you, the, the, not necessarily need to look just for a husband. Start by looking for a companion that you enjoy right. their company, et cetera, and then take it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's probably what I want more anyways is the companionship. Yeah, the, that's something we all enjoy. You know, somebody to go on a vacation with, somebody to talk to, yeah. talk about your day, find out about theirs. So I think, you know, by getting out there and doing activities, that's where you might, you know, yeah. even um, you like pets. I do. How about even volunteering, you know, at different, like, rescues, like if they have fundraisers or things, because sometimes you get nice people that get involved with that, and you get to meet them if they have, like, a, a fundraiser somewhere. Well, uh, I know the place where I adopted past from. They're called Last Hope. They're in Wonton. They're always looking for volunteers for the dogs or the cats. Or even mm-hmm. just, a, like, uh, attending, like, a helping out with a fundraiser where they have these charity nights to, you know, when you have a lot of people attending and then oh. you know, people have, they like animals. So that's always a good sign in a prospective date. You know, you don't want someone who doesn't like animals. Right. No. I have to tell you, we got a couple more callers here, so oh, we're going to have to end this call. Oh, okay. well, thank you. That was very caller. helpful. Thank you very much. Thank you Bye-bye. for calling. Good luck, dear. Thank you. Okay, 917, you're on the air with Rose and Winterbrook. What's your name, please? Hi, Rose and Winterbrook. This is Ellen. Hi, Hi Ellen. Ellen. Thanks for calling. Um, I love the topic of the show, which is why I called in. Um, and if um, do you do readings regarding animals? Sure. Okay. Um, I have a foster cat in my care. His name is Thomas, but I've been starting to call him Tom Tom. And I like Tom I Tom better. Thank yeah, you. he doesn't like Thomas. He's not that formal. <laughs> Tom so Tom tell is me more about like Tom Tom. Yeah. Yeah, it's more gentle and it's melodic. He responds okay. to that better. Is he happy? I'm wondering whether he would be happier in a different home. Um, you know, I, I'm only giving him foster care, but I want him to be happy. I'm getting he is. Yeah. I, he's, yeah. How old he's is he? very content. He's got food. He's, yeah. You've been affectionate with him. He's a little unsure. He's not yeah. quite yeah. sure how long it's going to last. I think that's where... There's, he, is he a little skittish? He fights with the other two cats. Um, Has he bounced around a bit? Yes. And he was kind of he's up almost off the street. afraid to call it home. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. He's uncertain as to if he's staying or getting bounced again. He's been with me almost 10 months now, so I don't know. I think he should start feeling comfy. Tell him. Well, but is this like his third, is this his third foster? How many times has he been fostered? Oh, um, it's a longer story. He's had at least two different homes, three different homes maybe, and then he was found out on the street. And so I get the feeling that he's afraid the rug's going to get pulled out from under him. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. From past experience, it's like he's every time I get comfortable and I love the person, they pull the old switcheroo. Yeah, yeah. Also, Ellen, yes, you aren't sure if you're going to keep him. That's how you started this. He knows that. He can sense that, just like 
my dog knew to come through to me. I don't know if you heard my little story in the beginning yes. when he was having the runs, right? I was with a friend going out to dinner in the car, and he came through to tell me. Cat knows that this is not permanent yet. Part of mm-hmm. it is because you said you're fostering him, and you're not sure if he's happy. Yeah. You need to decide he's staying and then communicate that to him. I think within a couple of weeks when you absolutely keep holding that he's staying, this is home. You're not going anywhere. This is home. You're wanted here. No more moves. You're going to see a change in him because right now he senses that this is not permanent. That's why he's a little uncertain. I keep telling him, if you want to stay here, you're welcome to, but you've got to behave. Stop fighting with the girls. So I don't know. Maybe I have to approach that a little bit differently. I just want him to. I I just want some peace in the household. I don't want to. I come don't to, know if he's going to stop fighting with the girls. Yeah. That that's a separate issue. Um, I'm sorry. Are they both girls, or you said there were two cats, right? Yeah, both girls. Yeah. They're they're. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, because you know what, the girls are assuming the alpha position, and he's like, "Hey, but I'm the man." <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's definitely a fight over who's the leader here between one of the girls and him. Yeah. Exactly. How old is he? He's not a youngster. He might be like 12 years old or something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think that will calm down in another, within two, in other words, within two years. So you've already gone through 10 months. Yeah. I think calm down in the next 14 months. Okay. But, you know, he's still not sure if he's staying. That's the first thing you got to communicate with him. Mm -hmm. And um, I also feel that if you put him at the vet, let's say he's sick, both your female cats are going to be missing him despite the fighting. You know, I went away for about, um, 12 days on a vacation and I had somebody come in daily to take care of them because she was in the neighborhood and she was saying they were all behaving very well together and then when I got back he was lovey-dovey towards me it was like he had actually improved his behavior toward me so there's a lot about what you're saying like they would miss each other if they're not there and then they would they, and they've shown signs that they would miss me if I'm not there Oh, absolutely. Well, it's like siblings, you know, they're always fighting, always fighting, but if one goes away or whatever, they miss that one. Yeah, yeah. True siblings. So I think what you need to do is just make the decision if you're going to keep him and, and then convey that to him, and it won't be just once. You know, it's going to take a couple of weeks of just holding that intention, so he's just going to pick up the vibe and the, the uh, and then, you know, admonish them when they start fighting. Like yeah. kids. Yeah. I'm yeah. Fight. I have a 14-year-old and a 22-year-old. You would think. Oh. So, um, and I'll be honest, you know, with my dogs, um, my middle dog who's going to be 12, Chloe, she never liked the Pomeranian that we got. In fact, the first thing she did was bite her. Um, oh. Gave her a snip right on the nose. When, and then he just knew to leave her alone. Um, and it wasn't until the middle dog felt was her puppy because she was five when I got him once he was getting ready to be you know with the cancer that's when she finally started to warm up to the Pomeranian it was like three years of having the Pomeranian but it wasn't until the large dog that she felt was her son was getting ready to transition that she finally accepted the Pomeranian wow so but and now they're fine. They can sleep butt to butt. You know, they they go nose to nose. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, so if it's not too upsetting to you, if you can just say, well, that's how they behave, the cats. I think it will settle down. Okay. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear you like the name Tom Tom better. He does. Yeah, he yeah, does. He's, he's kind of like a cool dude. He's not very formal and sophisticated. No, he's not. He's just a regular old Joe. And it, yeah. it, it's easier for him to understand the 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 Tom Tom versus Tom S, the, the yeah. syllables. Yeah. It's, it's more fluid and um, melodic, so it appeals to him. 
Okay. Well, ladies, thank you so much for answering my questions. Guess who's going to be staying here for a while? Well, communicate. Awesome. Well, thank you for calling. Thank you. Good luck with everything, Alan. Take thank care, you again. Alan. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. I don't see an area code, but it's a string of ones, whoever you are. Thank you for Hi. calling, and you're on the air with Rose and Winterbrook. Hi, um, my name is Trish, and I had a question um, about relationship. was wondering if you see someone new or someone from the past. I'll let you take it, Rose. First thing my guides are saying, whoever the one is in the past, they're staying in the past. So I'm feeling someone new will be coming in. Okay. Any insight as to how, when? You know, I usually don't give timing unless spirit gives it, but this has a feeling that it's going to be in 2017. It feels early on. I'm going to say the first quarter, so January, February, March, um, someone new will be coming your way. Okay. Can I ask you another question? Sure. Um, I also have a business dispute going on um, with a project, and I was wondering if you see that resolving. I'll give this to Winterbrook. <laughs> um, th- there's going to be a loss somehow. It, you're, it, it's not going to be resolved financially positive for you whether you have to walk away or not take the project. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last part. I I, I just see that you're. it's going to be like a financial loss, whether you walk away from the project or you don't, um, you know, you turn your attention elsewhere. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's not going to mm-hmm. get really resolved. But you're not going to walk away with, um, how how could I say this? It's like it gets resolved, but they're saying here you're not going to win the battle. It's like there'll be a truce. Right, right. Well, that's fine. I mean, that's all I'm looking for is a compromise. Um, I don't know if you're going to get the compromise that you would find to be a compromise. Okay. Do you get I think it's more that you're I think it's more that you're finally going to decide that it's costing you more to not just kind of toss it up and like move on. Like okay. except what the in other words you you're just going to settle for just so you could move on. Okay. Because it's because you could Make you know you lose opportunity if you don't have your interest and intention there because your attention's stuck on trying to resolve this other thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah it does. Make okay. Sense. All right, good. So that's that's what I think. So I wouldn't invest too much of uh, your attention or uh, attachment to it because there's going to be much better, more profitable. Um, more satisfying projects coming down the pike. Okay. I mean, it's just you're going to, once you're involved with those, you you know, you're not going to remember this. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, dear. Good luck with it. Bye-bye. Great. Let's see. All right, we're good. Uh, someone in the chat room had a question, but they never came back. They asked if they can ask questions from the chat room. I said yes, and didn't hear from them again. <clears throat> so, oh, well, actually, own. I had a, a slight, another little uh, topic within animal communication. Um, oh. You know, there is animal communication where they can communicate with us while they're in the physical. Um, 
and also communicate with us when they're in spirit. And I'll be honest, I saw a medium once. Um, she came to my Rotary Club, and she was um, giving a message to one of my fellow Rotarians, and she was channeling his dog and gave all this factual information. It was pretty cool. Uh, and then it happened to me. I had clients come in, and they didn't want to talk to the dead people. They wanted to talk to the dead cat, Felix. So I had to channel Felix for about 20 minutes, and it was very interesting. All Felix the cat, I love it. Yeah, because uh. um, I wasn't quite sure about that. So I, you know, because when she, the other medium was working, I could see the gentleman's grandfather and uncle on either side of him, and I did see the German Shepherd, but it was just, it was interesting. So... The other thing animals can do, and I don't see this talked about frequently unless you're getting involved with shamanism, um, they astral project. You know, they have out-of-body oh, yeah. experiences. But I, a lot uh-huh. of people don't realize that. And the first time I saw that happen was with my old Sheltie. I, I have lots of animals. Um, he was very old kind of lost, he he had kidney disease, he had this heart disease, he had dementia, and um, he fell down a, a, a short flight of stairs. I had it blocked off, and he somehow got around the block. It was only about five or six steps. So I go flying, because I heard him go boom, 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 and there he is, standing at the bottom of the steps. He's standing, looking just totally dazed, and uh, right next to him, he's out of his body, and in just like a puppy, his butt's in the air, he's playing, he's acknowledged me a little. And then I look at the uh, physical body of my dog, and he just, like he wasn't there, if you know what I mean. And it was so cool. It lasted for a couple of seconds, and then he popped back into his body. And I thought that was really cool. Now, that was a, you know unintentional one because he fell down the stairs, is what I'm pretty much figuring. So Spirit brought me the uh, another example with a twist. Um, right. That dog passes on, and that's when I got the Bernice Mountain Dog. So the first surgery the Bernice Mountain Dog had to go for was his knee, and he was a puppy. He was about four and a half months, and I had to keep, I had to leave him overnight at the vet. So this is my baby, and um, so I settled down that evening because to send healing, I was going to just flood him with healing. I'm, you know, as a Reiki practitioner. And just as I'm opening and about to send, um, I start to see my dead Sheltie. And the next thing, as soon as he got close to me, boom, I had the Bernice's dog right in my psychic vision. He astral projected. He, like, linked. And he was, like, right there. And, you know, but he had the surgery that day. I couldn't believe it. And it was it appeared to me because the Sheltie opened, you know, came in first. I think my Sheltie was, was like, uh, escorting him. You know how frequently if we go out of body, we have our guides, or sometimes we fly with our dead relatives, our parents, our grandparents, you know what I'm saying? Same thing right. happened with my, my dead dog with my Bernice puppy. So I just thought that was cool. And a lot of people don't realize, they, you know, that their animals can do that. Plus, I just wanted to mention it. Yeah, I've never had that experience and didn't even really know. So that's that's good to know. I I never would think that, you know, my animals could do that. Sure, because I do. I have read that certain shamans, when they're going, you know, they're practicing their craft and they're um, they're going into the astral plane. They bring. They might have companion animals, especially if they're dogs that work with them, and they travel with them on the other planes. At least that's what I've read. But yeah, I because really recently, uh, maybe a year ago or so, I got a new spirit guide, and I believe he was, he was like an Aztec shaman, and he had a spirit animal that traveled with him, and his spirit animal was a black panther. So... Cool. Okay, but that's that's like a spirit. I'm talking about the physical being, the shaman that lives in the house down the street, has a physical pet. And oh yeah, no, I'm sorry, ad- I didn't mean like as in a totem. I mean, yeah, he had like I have Pash. She's my familiar. She's a real live animal. He had this black panther that was his 
familiar partner, a live animal, whatever you want to call it. Oh, okay. Sorry, I misunderstood you. No, I misunderstood. Uh, but the black oh, sorry. was it was also in physical form, having a physical. Would it, form. Yeah, would go everywhere with him. It was like his buddy. Oh, okay. Because I've never heard of somebody having a panther unless they were, you know, in circus. So that's cool. No, he did. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the same thing with shamanism. That's what I, I don't study it, but that's the only place I've read where they purposely have or intentionally have a pet that actually does the work with them out of body. So that's cool. Yeah. You just confirmed that. Yeah, he was he was very interesting. I was quite honored. Um, so. Yeah. Cool. I know. I I did. It's weird. I did two readings this week, and in both readings, a dog came through. One lady, her dog was. um, He had passed on a Sunday. I think I read for her on a Tuesday, and she asked me about him, and I said. Was he black? I said, this little black dog. And she said, yes. I'm like, well, he's here. And then the dog said to me, tell her I'm still sleeping with her. I still sleep with her. So I said, did he used to sleep with you? She said, yes, every night he would sleep with me. I said, well, he wants me to let you know that he is still sleeping with you. She was happy to hear that. That's sweet. Yeah, and you'd love to hear that. I had a funny one. I usually bring animals through, um, and I don't know, it was a couple of weeks ago, and spirit has a sense of humor. Oh, yeah. So the woman in the middle of the, you know, we're getting, I guess, toward the end, and I brought through several people, and I said, okay, is there anything we didn't talk about? You know, I've kind of, spirits come through. And she said, I want to know uh, if my dead dog has anything to say to me. And all of a sudden, I couldn't control it. It just came out. I went, woof. <laughs> She just burst out laughing because honestly, you know, the first part of the reading, uh, it was kind of a lot of healing going on, as I like to say. We had tears flowing, a lot of healing, but it was a little deep and intense with some of her uh, relatives that came through from spirit. So, you know, when she said that, and I just, I could, it just came flying out of me. I blurt, right? Whoop! It just lightened her and gave her so much positive joyful healing because it was funny and then you know i was able to you know give her some evidential about this particular animal and stuff and the animal came through but you know spirit has a sense of humor and they used her deceased animal to kind of lift her spirits you know from this heavier part of the reading (laughs) i thought that was so cute it was cute oh i I like that i have so many animals God, because I've had animals all my life, and putting the first one or two down was just not fun, but then, you know, the more that, you know, had to be either put down or who did die and crossing the rainbow, it's like a gang started building up over there, and I would actually see them, and... You know, they, they like when one passed, one crossed over. They'd all be there, like, yeah, tell them we're here, we're waiting for them. Tell them we'll, you know, find us. We're here. We'll we'll guide them. We're all gonna be one big bunch of buddies. So yeah. Aww. And it got easier for me thanks to them. Yes. Yeah, because I think the hardest part of letting go or or not having someone, whether it be human or animal, having them cross over, if they understand that there is life after death and that we are all energy and that energy never dies, then it makes it that much easier. I think a lot of, and I'm not beating up on religion, but a lot of religions who preach, you know, like when you're dead, you're dead, doing a disservice to the people who are of that religion because it just puts such a bad marker on death and and people literally suffer because they really do believe that they'll never see their loved ones again. Oh, absolutely. And then, of course, um, 
at a different at a different area, but attached to our com- our, our topic tonight is um, the religions that preach that animals are, do not have souls, or that they are lesser or younger than humans. Humans and human souls are more superior. Um, which I think is a bunch of malarkey, as they say. I agree with you. Because, you know, again, um, when I say woof, when the animal comes through, you know, you're connecting on um, that part of them that was uh, expressing itself in in the physical as a dog. Now, a physical dog has less capacity than a human. But when you go down to the soul level, it all comes from the same source. So one is not necessarily higher than the other. Well, I always hated that Although they express different, you know, by being here in whatever form they choose, um, they have limitations. Just during that that period of time that they're physical, though. Right. I always hated that phrase, though. Oh, it's just an animal. And I'd be like, what do you mean it's just an animal? Is it a lesser being? Is it, I mean, ugh. Well, you know? I was actually kind of happy that it was the new pope. I'm not, I'm not Catholic, so forgive me. I don't know. I think, is it Francis, the new pope? I forget. Um, <clears throat> I'm not Catholic, he, so don't ask me. <laughs> oh, well, he came across... Um, he made a statement that the animals do have souls and they are or they are in heaven, which I think was a great advancement from his predecessor's opinion on it. So I think it's making progress. Because, I mean, honestly, I would say 95% of the readings I do, I'm bringing through some animal, whether it was the spirit communicators or it was, you know, an animal um, from their family. Sometimes you're worried what happens to our animals after they cross. Um, really quick, I have two minutes. Spirit sent me to find a white cat once. All of a sudden, I had to have a white cat. I finally found the white cat. It was an old cat that had been rescued from a kill shelter and then rescued once again from little shelter, little shelter and they had it in the infirmary. Most of its teeth were gone. It was seven pounds. It had severe arthritis. It needed daily injections of medicine. I took the cat. Had the cat. I knew that. For two months. <laughs> All right. I can name the cat Isis. I was asking the cat what the name was, and I, I kept getting S, S. So I named it Isis because back then we didn't have Daesh, right, who calls themselves Isis. So about six or eight weeks later, the cat decides, comes down one day. It never comes downstairs. It comes down that day. And I realized I got to take the cat to the vet. Biggest life, it was time to put the cat down because we looked and we realized it was hemorrhaging. So this cat's like 15, 16 years old. So I was getting ready to say goodbye, and I had fallen in love with the damn cat, even though I was really just giving it hospice care. And as the vet was about to inject it, this woman appears from spirit, an older woman. And the cat leaves its body with the injection, jumps into her arms, and the woman says, thank you for taking care of my cat. And I realized, I said, the woman must have passed or got put somewhere, maybe hospice, and the family probably put the cat in the shelter, you know. And then she's waiting for the cat, so here I was the willing participant, and I gave it hospice care because she wasn't ready to receive it, maybe. At that point. And you were the custodian until they yeah. came up again. And I drive home, right? Because I still have the cat's body, I gotta bury it. Um and all of a sudden I hear her name was Princess. Because I had heard the oh. SS. <laughs> so, you know, there you go. So I saw the cat reunite with her owner and I just knew that that's how to, it had to be something that the owner either died or was in the process of dying and this cat was removed. But needs to be safeguarded. So there you reunite with your loved ones and your and your and your your furry babies. Yes you do. And I hear our music, so that's our uh 
So listen, have a great Thanksgiving, everyone, because we won't be on the air for Thanksgiving. Rose will be here next week with Cinnamon. I will be en route to the U.K., you know, to go do some more and learn some more mediumship. sexy lady, you. And I have a cat purring in my arms right now. She pops up here right in my face like, Mama, I, I need to get food, please. So, thank you all thank for you calling, all. and we will. I will see you next week, and then uh, have a great Thanksgiving because we won't be on after that, and we'll meet up again in December. Take care. Take care, everybody. everybody.